0: is my gut. Hello, everybody.
1: My name's Sam. This is Charles. Uh, people know me. Nice some people know you. me as Spicy C. Spicy C to some. Spicy C is a nickname I gave myself, inspired by my mm. great love of the Toronto Raptors, who had a have a player called Pascal Siakam, known as Spicy P. Spicy P.
0: Um, we're sorry about about last week and about the brevity of our podcast last week.
1: We'll go on and on today. Don't you worry?
0: No, no, we won't because we're already late. We're, we almost missed today too. Um, it's just been a busy couple of weeks.
1: What oh, it is, Today's a busy day. This is. A, uh, I'm going to say maybe there's something from the Holy Spirit. This fall, I'm looking at you and looking at your face. You look different. I'm looking at your head. You look different. Do I look different? Yeah, because oh, I... Uh, I remember uh, oh. we had a meeting a couple of weeks just just when we barely got in our six minute little video for last Mm -hmm. week and uh, our friend Jordan asked you if you were kind of overwhelmed or burnt out or something. And you said, no. So that's true. Which is very strange. And I remember I told Paul Newman, I had a meeting with with
0: my friend, Paul. Yeah. We do like a coaching, mentoring, Mm -hmm. kind of co-mentoring. I'd I'd call it like, just like a friendly chat about how things are going. And and, um, he asked me, we always end with like resolutions. Usually I have a whole bunch of complaints and things I need to work on. Mm -hmm. And there's things I need to work on, don't get me wrong. Like my prayer life always seems to be on life support. (laughs) And I could always use more of that. So I I often say like I need to hunker down and spend more time in prayer. But anyway, um, overall though, I felt really enthusiastic coming back from my holidays this year, which I don't take for granted. I know you don't either because I often come back just like dreading, dreading the fall. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not because of the workload, it's more because um, what I do, and Charles does here at the parish, which is to work on evangelization. I, you're, you're the deacon too, so you have a couple different roles. Sure. Um, I work with youth on youth and evangelization are my titles. And we're often really swimming against the current. And it, it's, it is kind of a, there's a tension between the church and, and us. And this year, for the first time in a long time, I feel like not that things are going swimmingly in that department, but like we have a momentum going. And I, there's people like, there's people I know, you know, that are actually excited about what we're going to be doing this fall mm-hmm. and are like, when does it start? What's the date? And, and What's the what's, time? When can we come? It's also, that kind of thing.
1: It's people who belong to Holy Family currently, who are, raised, who are already engaged in going out on mission and people who have been showing up in yeah. different ways and also i think it's actually equally significant continuing the journey of getting to know the catholic faith getting to know jesus right, and getting take, to know us and
0: taking another step so right. a lot of them are taking another step yeah. in their in their journey which includes instruction to receive the sacraments which is starting next week so for so, this weekend
1: yeah this and this weekend what i was going to say is it's actually it's exciting a sign of how fruitful things are that this podcast which is important to us it's part of who we are and what we do it's kept us going for a few years, um, is a slightly lower priority compared to what it used to be because there are just literally more people, literally more people that Sam's-
0: Part of it was it started in po- in COVID, the podcast did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as a way to like-
1: But this fall, there are more
0: people you're, you're caring for. up more for. time. Oh yeah, yeah, we're, we're caring for more people. And that's increased our workload a little bit. And it, it's also, like Charles said, it's a bigger priority. People are our priority. Mm-hmm. We care about them. So if you're listening, I love you.
1: Uh, but I also say that Spicy C thing because I ran into one of Sam's cousins recently, this afternoon, it was, a, it was a funeral visitation, I would call it, for their sibling, their brother. And these two women come up to me and one woman gives me a hug. I've never met her before. And she said, oh, hi, Spicy C. I said, Spicy C? That's from a couple of years ago. She just mentioned about the podcast. Uh, and... You know, if you're watching or listening and this is like you, uh, you don't know much about Catholicism or you did when you were a kid and it no longer is very meaningful, or if you're like really into your faith, as really into your faith is a colloquial way of saying a deeply faithful person, we hope this podcast is for you. We actually do.
0: Yeah. It's, it's really, um, those people you mentioned are my cousins. Yeah. And um, I, I can imagine it's, it's been important, like an important thing for them to, it's, it's quite telling that they were listening to it. I think. Yeah. Cause I, I wouldn't have expected it. So.
1: And, and, um, another sibling of that family mentioned to me about how they appreciate the support we, we offer, um, your cousin, who's, who's part of our, our ministries actually has right. been helping us out quite mm-hmm. a bit, Joe, uh, with uh, playing bass for the band and, uh, helping out in other ways and inviting people.
0: I would say, yeah, I would say, I was going to say that, that, um, so often, like, like, yeah, we are trying to care for people. Right. But they also care for us. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's really true with my my cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done a lot for me, and a lot for us, and a lot for the church. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how many people are here because of him. It's a good at least point. at least in part.
1: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Of him. Sure, Quite sure. a few. Oh yeah,
0: he's, he's an, an apostle, apostle for Jesus in a way, right? So, yeah. like
1: Joe, if you're listening, you're an apostle for Jesus. He's probably not.
0: You're... He's probably playing video games or <laughs> something like that.
1: Uh... <laughs> One thing I do want to mention as well, one of the th- things that well, kept yeah. us busy last week was we were preparing for a weekend away, a retreat, a time of prayer and discussion and fellowship uh for it was a small number, a dozen or so of us. But it was really good to get away and I, I realized over the last few days something, if you are practicing Catholic, you need to hear. And if you're not a practicing Catholic, you might be interested to know this. Catholics need to think about the reality, just sinking in as it has been over a couple of years for me that Christendom is over. That means there used to be a societal framework that supported the church financially, that supported the church's uh, faith in Jesus, that supported the church's moral framework, and that's gone. And that is a loss, a real loss, but recognizing that that's the way things are is actually very freeing spiritually to what the Holy Spirit's trying to say and do to us today um, in, in a completely different time than the one that we were in when we were, we were younger and that most of us were in if you were old as, as old as him or me. And I was talking to our da- my daughter, May, and, uh, who's 24, and she was just commenting how for younger people, people under 30 say, all this Christendom stuff doesn't really apply anyway. They don't really miss it because they didn't know it. Right. But if you're, if you're our age or in your 40s, as Sam is, or 50s, or older. Um, we remember the glory days. And there were kind of were glory days. There, were, there was a lot of beauty, the a lot 90s, of goodness.
0: The 90s and early 2000s were. A good time for the church for Christendom
1: Pope John Paul was Pope and it was a big revival in faith and world youth Day. Youth, youth ministry like yeah everywhere huge crowds you know that's a long time ago now yeah and nostalgia is actually a block to listening to what God is saying to us and what he wants us to do
0: yeah because we're not repeating we can't repeat the past mm-hmm. I think that's what that's what a lot of Catholics want to do whether deep, they miss the 50s down, or the 90s. Deep down, what they want to do is restore yeah. things to their former glory. Yeah. And what I, one of the things I said in my talk on the weekend was that there is no going back. And the time we're entering, the, the time we're in now, is different than ever before.
1: But also, potentially, like though there are losses, there are also amazing opportunities, opportunities just I was gonna for, say. For, for ministry and mission. God, the Holy Spirit, is, is living and active in the world in, in, in ways that I think are actually more likely to, to, to uh, inspire genuine faith in people who have nothing to do with the church than ever before.
0: Wow, this not, that, whole, that piece there that we just did is like the prologue to our book, which is gonna make us rich and famous,
1: right? I don't wanna be famous.
0: Okay, well, I'll be famous for it then. You can just write it. You can write it and I'll get, we'll both get rich and I'll be famous, how about that? That's, that
1: sounds good to me. Okay. okay. Hey, should we get so started? That's okay, all,
0: sorry. all of that is copyright, by the way.
1: Copyright? <laughs> If our friend Mark is watching, as he often is, he's taking a course on intellectual property and oh. working on copyright. So oh, there you go. If it's in a fixed form,
0: is this a fixed form? I don't is
1: YouTube know. a fixed form? Hard to say. Sure, it is. <laughs> Gotta be. Uh, anyway, we better get started. Yep. Okay. The sun is setting. So this coming Sunday, the the gospel passage, if you go to Mass, will be uh, from. Matthew chapter 21 Mm. it's about a very simple story Jesus tells a father asking his two sons to do something one says I won't do it but then he does and one says I will do it but then he doesn't Uh, and how Jesus applies this Mm. to the religious leaders of his time and to the sinners of his time so here's the backgrounder Uh, Jesus has many issues with those religious leaders of his day not only do they misunderstand him they're close to the news that he brings them about who God is they find him confusing and challenging they're afraid of him and his message and they are determined to get rid of him that is the background for the story it's good to keep that in mind right so the leaders who are they they were appointed by god to teach about god and his ways they draw their teaching from what we would call the what they would call the law of moses we would call the old testament but they added many other re- restrictions and they also found ways to benefit from the prestige and wealth the position gave them they also did this in part by looking down on people So Jesus himself fulfills all the prophecies and promises of the Old Testament but in ways that no one could have predicted. In a way, though, I'm kind of giving the religious leaders a bit of of an out because no one could have predicted how Jesus would fulfill the Old Testament. He's more than just a human Messiah, which is what they were expecting. He's, in fact, the Son of God, one with God. And because he's one with God, he can speak with divine authority. They were not expecting God himself to come to earth and speak with divine authority. That means he has power to forgive sins, to heal, and even to raise from the dead. And what really bothers these authorities, however, is that Jesus loves the outcasts of society. Jesus doesn't praise them for their sin. In fact, he calls them and everyone to repent. But he does praise their willingness to change their ways when he calls them back to God, as they did when John the Baptist called them to repentance. Jesus criticizes the religious leaders because they speak on behalf of God, but they are unwilling to acknowledge their own need for repentance. The story about two sons, but Jesus himself is the perfect son. That's kind of in the background as well. Why is he telling this story? He's talking about himself. He's the, if you will, the third son. is not mentioned in the story. He both says that he has come to do the Father's will. That's in John chapter 6. And then he actually does it. But Jesus has his own hour of agony, sharing our human weaknesses in the Garden, Garden of Gethsemane, when he faces the cross. And then he prays, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, meaning the suffering, that cross that lies ahead. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And that is our backgrounder for this week. Thank you, Charles. Yep.
0: By the way, the backgrounder is available in print form every Tuesday. You can go to holyfamily.ca and look for the backgrounder if you like and receive it in your inbox since it's published every week. So there you go. Sign up for it. Name of the Father and the Son. Holy Spirit, amen. Praise you, God, our Father in heaven. We glorify you. We give you thanks for this beautiful day. Thank you, Lord, for, for loving us so much, for seeing who we were meant to be, for remembering our, uh, our, lost, our lost dignity, our lost glory in the Garden of Eden, clouded, shrouded by sin, and for sending your Son to die on the cross for us. Lord, we thank you that we are worth all of that sacrifice on your part and we know that you give it to us just because you want to share your life with us just because you want to see us happy you want to see us living the fullness of life so we praise you and thank you lord for that great sacrifice for all that you've done for us we ask you lord to send your holy spirit upon us we are weak we are um, selfish we are close-minded and we know that your holy spirit can open us up to whatever it is you want to give us today we know that your word has power We surrender to you, Lord, and we ask you, Lord, to inspire us and inspire our conversation. Come, Holy Spirit. pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 21. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not, but afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, The first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not, but afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, The first." Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him.
1: You can come in if you want to. I'm ready to say something, but I... I always like it when you go first.
0: Why? Because you have so much that yeah. you wouldn't even need me to be here. You could just Love ramble that. on one, and on one,
1: and on and on and on. Actually, you could too.
0: I'm like the comic relief. Not the comic relief. You got things to say that are important. I'm like the guy on the side of the talk show leading the band. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh, I have two things. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. One is the word "did." Okay. Just the word "did." Yeah. Because I was thinking about the difference between saying something and doing mm. something. And Jesus in the gospels, especially towards the end, this is Matthew 21, as he gets closer to the end of the gospel of Matthew, as we get like into later weeks of ordinary time, I think. Yep. Um, we cover some passages that are pretty clearly about a person's actions being what matters as opposed to what a person says. Um, I I just was thinking about the saying, talk is cheap, Mm -hmm. right?
1: One of my mom's favorite things.
0: Talk is cheap. It's very easy to say, yes, sir, just get your father off your back and then not actually do what needs to be done or what he asked you to do. I can relate to this as a dad.
1: I'm sure you can't do. And probably looking back as a son. Const-
0: oh, yeah, and as a son. I'm constantly asking my kids to do something and then they don't. Um,
1: oh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah,
0: I'll do it. I'll do it later or whatever. And then they don't. You're trying them. And then, oh, I told you I'd do it, but you didn't do it. Right? Talk is cheap. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about how easy it is to pretend how easy it is to say something about doing god's will or giving up sin or whatever and how hard it is to actually do because the, when the rubber meets the road that's when it gets real so
1: I would say what makes it easier to fool yourself about that for me is if you do it with a group of people who all tell themselves or tell each other yeah we're basically on the right track because then you can kind of justify your own inaction by saying well i shouldn't expect too much of myself because everybody around me they're all in the same boat and that's why actually when you meet people who are exceptional you were talking about i don't know if they're christian or not but the, you said there's a couple in, in walkerton who have a place for um women who want to have babies but they're in a crisis they stay and it's not affiliated formally with any particular it's not not government funded it's not affiliated with a particular church those people who are like doing what we all know is an amazing thing and those people are actually very challenging to be around because you feel like that's what we should all be doing. So when you're in a circle yeah. of people who are like all looking around and saying let's be mediocre together, you feel comfortable. Me it's just
0: I'm always surrounded by people who are saying let's be <laughs> mediocre together. Yeah. No, um that's a great example like okay, in my I can I can give you an example too. Like when I'm at the church, everybody thinks I'm doing a great job because I'm doing some I'm doing more than mm-hmm. the average catholic, but I'm really not that great i'm not doing that great of a job
1: i could disagree with you they
0: don't know keep going they don't know um and just in comparison to other people my age or whatever yeah sure i'm like more faithful or whatever but i don't feel that way i feel like there's so much more i can do and i'm so challenged by being around people like you said that are actually doing stuff doing what they know is important rather than just talking about it because i always sit around and complain about everything but how bad things are in the church and mm-hmm whatever. And, and, that, and that's one of my beefs about the Christendom church or the whatever. We were talking about that. We were yeah. talking about that earlier. The, the church that kind of wants everything just to st- either stay the same or go back. Um, they'll complain. And then when you say like, well, here's something you can do right now. Like we're, we're offering meals to people on Wednesday nights. You could make one or you could even better. You could come and like help me greet guests from the community as they come in. And, but no. That's, well, that's doing, that's much more difficult than talking about it.
1: There are a lot of rules, especially in the Catholic Church, which we believe come out of the Bible and what God wants us to do, which we should follow. But uh, one of my favorite Catholics uh, said, there's no rule against living the gospel. Just like live the way Jesus lived, live the way that he is asking us to live, the way that he's giving us the Holy Spirit to live. And yet that thought, oh, I could do that, it's really easy to cover up that thought by saying, oh, I'd rather complain about the priest or the bishop or whoever. And anyway, going back to the people in this, in this uh, parable, there are people who are a class of officially religious people. I think that's, that is spiritually kind of a dangerous group of people to be in, which we are in, because you can easily make yourself feel like we're all basically fine. Our friend Nikki was complaining about a talk that she heard given to Catholic school teachers recently, maybe just last, last <laughs> Friday. It was like, the main message of the talk was you're good and just tell each other you're good which does not really do anything for anyone spiritually because of course there's goodness in each person but we're called to so much more i mean ultimately to be like jesus so can i say my thing which might 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 build on what you said and then you can you have one more thing to say sure so i was saying with the father's will okay because that's the thing is that uh pardon what's the line which of the two did his father's mm-hmm. will And the Father's will, I was thinking, is the thing I mentioned in the background or in the garden is like, oh yeah, you get to go to the cross, Jesus. That's the Father's will. And he didn't like it. He didn't like it. It's really important to know. He was greatly troubled, is what Mark's gospel says, when he was in the garden. He was confronting something really horrible, sin and death. And he was going to enter into them, let them them kind of crush him, spiritually and physically even, to be killed. And I was thinking I brought the prayer card over from uh, Sam's cousin who was 48 when he died with, you know, living behind his widow and four young children. It's like, is that the father's will? And I I don't have an easy time saying, oh yeah, just accept everything as God's will, which is true. We actually need to do that. But I don't think it's easy or something that we should just like lightly throw around. Oh, that was just God's will. Just accept it. Um, I find that very hard. I don't say that to people when someone they love has died. I don't say Neither to do people I. Uh, although I believe it's true that everything that happens including to me um, is God's will so I was thinking about the father's will as something that Jesus enters into in a way that is very painful for him he does not enter into the father's will smoothly and calmly and peacefully in kind of like a stoic way he's like really troubled the
0: father's will for him meant to die on a cross yeah horribly tortured
1: hmm
0: you know in horrible pain yeah was the father's will, right?
1: He knew and accepted fully what the what God, his father, wanted him to do, right? But so he wasn't saying this lightly. In other words, that's what I'm
0: trying to say. Yeah. Mm. What, what was your other thing? Um, it was it was the last line that you did not later change your minds, and I was thinking about the, we we I, we're probably all familiar with the word, the word virtue, right? What is a virtue? It's a what would you, how would you define A it? A
1: habit or power of doing something good.
0: Habit or power of doing something good. And I, I believe that the father or like the, the foundation, I guess, of all virtue is humility. Okay. Um, I don't know, is that true? Sounds true. Humility? Because humility <laughs> lets things, in particular yourself, be in their proper place. And um, I don't think it's possible to pr- progress in virtue we should all try and do uh without having humility um should i tell the funny story about the meekness one sure oh yeah um, <laughs> this is funny. I, was t- I was at the, <clears throat> the celebration of life and i was talking to someone and they said um oh the room's full of zettles and then i said something that actually deacon charles says to me sometimes in jokingly, our family, growing up on which the is that round. the zettles shall inherit the earth because there's a lot of zettles there's a lot of zettles i could say they're and like I rabbits it, i was like oh, i the, could say they're like rabbits yeah they're like rabbits Zettle shall inherit the earth. Ha And there was a gentleman standing there I didn't know. And he said, only the meek ones. And that excludes you. He pointed at me. Did he
1: say, and that excludes you? <laughs> That's so funny.
0: <laughs> I didn't know this guy at all. And that excludes you. And I said, touche. <laughs> it's a perfect touche moment. Yeah. Like, ouch. Yeah. So I'm not humble. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I could use a lot of work there, too. Um, but anyway, what I was what I was thinking about was the problem with the Pharisees and that, or in this the or the chief priests and elders. The chief priests and elders they were always trying to trap Jesus, you mm-hmm. know. And in their hearts, they had they were unable to make that shift that he's talking about here. You did not later change your minds, right? Yeah. He says that people who were living uh, in a sinful way, like he mentions the tax collectors and prostitutes, they heard the, the call to repentance and they repented. So they they change their minds, whereas and he contrasts that with the, the elders and mm-hmm. right, uh, who else the elders and chief priests chief and elders, elders. Chief in this chief case chief priests and yeah. elders by saying that you heard the same message but because you already thought you were fine, right? You you were unable to change your mind, right? Um, and I was just thinking about how our, we we get in the way of our own the own our do, the doing of God's will in our own lives like you said, by considering our, that we're, everything's fine, by patting ourselves on the back and by really not, humility isn't putting yourself down. It's recognizing the truth or being honest about yourself. That's what I think of it anyway. It's its being honest about where you are mm-hmm. in relation to God, in relation to virtue <clears throat> and allowing yourself to change if necessary.
1: Right? Yeah, i I would like to add something, which I think, To me, none of this makes any sense unless you know who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Unless you know him. This is all like just uh, more self-help. Who needs that? I don't need that. No one needs that. You don't need that. He doesn't need that. I don't need that. It's, if you know, we were talking about love and truth before. And it's like, okay, well, love is the form of all, no, not the form, the source of all the virtues. Anyway, like love and it's great. No, obviously it's central to who being a Christian is. So is the truth. But Like a lot of things that Christians do, and those Pharisees, or the chief priests and elders in this case, might have done in their day, separated from the person of Jesus. They're just like one more thing to do. Um, But when we know him and see him and want to get closer to him, that, that desire to love Jesus, which really he chooses us first and loves us first, just realizing how much he loves me, is actually... I think it's actually kind of intimidating for me maybe it was for the Pharisees too It's like the chief priests the elders in this case like he actually loves you so much that you like almost don't want to believe it listen to this okay this 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 is from what you just said yep
0: the tax collectors and prostitutes were around the chief priests and elders before Jesus right right what was it that made them change their minds was Jesus it was him as a person yeah right yeah, yeah. It wasn't like an intellectual like like you said. Like just knowing the rules mm-hmm. or like knowing that there's a a way you should live because the I don't know, the, well, the leader, law of, well the law, the of law Moses says so. Yeah, the because the law of Moses says so. This is sure. how you should live because sure. otherwise you you know whatever, you'll be end up in hell or I don't know whatever whatever it is. Um you're right. It's it's when it's personal, mhm. Right? When Jesus is part of it. It's totally different.
1: And I think the possibility of change is not just like a change, but like a dramatic conversion Mm. is when you have a lot to lose. You don't want things to change. You don't want to change yourself when you got nothing to lose. Your tax collector, a prostitute, people hate you. People look down on you. People literally believe they're impure if they're near you. You've got nothing to lose. That's the Mm. problem with the official religious leaders like Sam and me. Uh, is like we have a lot to lose because we have a certain amount of prestige and a reputation. And I actually believe the. So I don't want to also like just throw everything. Apparently, I have like, a bad reputation. But anyway, as being proud.
0: No, remember from the the retreat. What reputation? What? We heard that. You
1: have a bad reputation. Yeah, and
0: someone won't come to youth group because their mom. Their mom oh. knows me from high school.
1: Because you used to go out with a lot of different. I used girls. To hang out
0: with girls or something.
1: Yeah, what? I. You've told me stuff like that, so I don't know. I was never that popular in high school. neither was i anyway (laughs) but now as an official catholic you have a different kind of reputation i know as do i as an official catholic yep
0: oh Sam's sam's an official catholic
1: the thing about it is the the actual structure of the faith even the religious faith of the jewish people of that time was actually given by god it's important to say that it's just that the the need for conversion and repentance which opens our hearts to what god wants to say to us and do for us and be for us is not possible if you hide behind the structure the structures which are real and important the faith is structured it has a structure for a reason they only they're only alive if we allow our faith in Jesus that is his Holy Spirit ultimately to like bring them to life otherwise it's like all the notes are on the page but there's no actual music speaking to you as a musician
0: without yeah
1: without the Holy Spirit and without, with, without love
0: and without Jesus they're actually just words yeah Right, he actually put it into practice and lived it. He lived out the love of God for us. We, were, ta- we were talking it. earlier. Which is that a, while we were still sinners, he died for us.
1: in, right? in a, a, what I would call a difficult conversation for me is we're very pro-life as Catholics. We believe completely that no child, no matter how young or little in the womb should ever be killed, completely pro-life. But we also care a lot about how we as a Catholic community share that message, which needs to be heard, with people around us many of whom have had abortions or have family members or friends who've had abortions it's like well how do we actually do that is difficult if we also actually want to draw people into repentance and i think one thing jesus did he ate with the tax collectors radical the sinners, and the so, prostitutes
0: let's say it's like our motto our unofficial motto which is radical hospitality radical honesty yeah you can't have radical honesty in a vacuum without
1: Right. Radical hospitality. And this is good because I radical think. Radical
0: welcome? Whatever you're saying.
1: I think radical hospitality, because we get two H's. Okay. hospitality. Radical hospitality without radical honesty is fake tolerance.
0: Yeah, then it's just like. Ha 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 ha. You're welcome. Like the. It's not real. Lions Club. No, sorry to pick on the Lions Club. But like, I don't know. Like, well, it's just social. It's social. It's just everybody getting together and pretending everything's fine. Yeah. Right? You have to be honest too.
1: So that's why I, in the background, I actually got this idea from former Pope Benedict who died earlier. I think December 31st of 2022 end of, end of last year um, Jesus is the third son I put that in the background for this reason it's like but even for him doing the father's will is incredibly hard yep. it's, it's not like <clears throat> I think he's not expecting results from us he's expecting our hearts to be in the right place and a willingness to be changed and to change which he will he will do for us if we let him he'll do for you if you if you let him mm-hmm. even for for us do you want to wrap up Yes, please. Hey, if you are in the Hanover area or even a few miles away,
0: Monday night, Monday, night, Monday, October Monday 2nd. Monday night, we're showing Season 2, Episode 1 of The Chosen, the story of Jesus' life um, in film, in a TV series format. Great series. Exciting to see the artists portray what Jesus might have been like with his interacting with the people around him. It's a great series. We're showing Episode 1, Season 2. On Monday night at 7 30 at the Paramount in Hanover. It's free. You get free popcorn and a drink. My Bring all loves, your friends.
1: My wife loves popcorn, so she's coming for the popcorn. Bring your wife. She also loves it. Bring Jesus. your kids.
0: Bring your grandma. Bring your
1: coworkers. Bring your classmates. A lot of people who are very skeptical for good reason. I think we're going to the- fill up.
0: I think we might. I'm worried, I'm worried we might have to turn people away. That would be weird for us. We had 150 last year.
1: Yeah. And there's a buzz about it. We'll see. It, it is kind of about num- We're not. We're not trying to do things about numbers. No, but, but I'm but just saying matter, right? it could be a really big yeah event. And you want to be there because it's going to be fun. So something I want to say about you, Sam, this fall, and about what Jesus is saying to the people in this passage is, actually, God could do something really great with with them with us with you if you're watching or listening the thing is one of the things people are afraid of is that god could actually do something great because it's almost too good to be true i'm very skeptical that like oh god i'm not sure i trust you with this because you've let me down before in my human understanding right even though he never has i know but i feel like he has sometimes well it's like same reason we want to give we don't want to give up bad habits or whatever else or we are
0: like afraid we'll be miserable so the thing is God's will
1: what if things are really great like that's a possibility with Jesus that we would that there, there's a joy there's a there's a, a zest to life like our friend Nikki who was quoting earlier was saying that that should characterize Christians that's what the, she was saying. the salt of the earth he said he says Jesus says his followers should be like salt which gives flavor to life and that makes like every every ordinary experience extraordinary because You're on kind of on fire that was the longest wrap up it's i didn't even wrap up yet can i pray now sure as long as it's quick all right in the name of the father and the son of the holy spirit amen we thank you father in heaven for inviting us to do your will each one of us sam and me and all of us watching or listening today uh, we know that doing your will is a source of life and goodness and happens with your holy spirit and it's the most amazing thing But i pray for each one of us who's reluctant to do your will at times might even give you lip service but not actually do it give us hearts like your son jesus who struggled but said yes facing the most incredible suffering of the cross to do your will we we pray because your will is the most amazing thing in our lives right now because it's only through your will that we know you through your son jesus and the power of your spirit and we pray this these things in jesus name amen Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace. Peace out. God he bless everybody. Didn't people say See people? you Monday night. Monday, Monday night. Uh oh. Bye. Bye. Bye.